Open up your Bibles, Matthew chapter 6, Matthew chapter 6. We're going to honor God with our tithes and offerings. Every time we gather together in the church, we gather together in, in fellowship, we always worship the Lord. We worship the Lord with our song. We worship the, wor the Lord with our life. We worship the Lord with our giving. We worship the Lord with everything that we have. We worship the Lord with our words. We worship the Lord with our time. We worship the Lord. Amen. How many of you worship the Lord? Amen. He is the Lord. He's the Savior. He is the Lord of our lives. We live for Him. Amen. He died for us so that we could live for Him. Amen. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 19, it says, Don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will, be, will also be. Verse 33, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. Everybody say everything. Here the word of God says he will give you everything you need. Now, I am a father and a husband, and I have two daughters and, of course, my wife. So there's three girls in the home, and uh, my, my two daughters, they're already, they're already, you know, old folk. They're going to college, you know. They're already grown up. Um, but there is a certain role as being the, the father and the husband and the head of the household. You know, there, there's times I will, I'll be, you know, maybe watching TV or doing something in the, in the house, and I hear my wife say, Kevin, and, you know, she just had to say Kevin, just, she didn't even have to scream. I, I, you know, all the other voices drown out when Veronica speaks. When Veronica speaks, I got, like, sonar hearing, and I'm able to, to, to especially when she's calling me. Now, it's not always when she tells me to do something or, or she's talking to me. I've learned as I've gotten older, my response, whether I heard her or not, is always, huh? How many of y'all ever done that to your wife or your husband? It's like they, they, could, they, could be sit, they could be standing right in front of you, and as soon as they tell you something, the, the first response is, huh? You know, you know, you even heard everything, but you're just so used to saying, huh, that you say, huh? Yeah. But, um, when my wife says, Kevin, my, my ears peek up and I, and I, I go see what, what she needs and I help, right? But then there, are, there is a cry from the depth of her being that she will cry, Kevin! And when I hear that, that is red alert. That is everything has to drop. Whatever I'm doing, I must run to her aid. Now understand, I already know why she's calling unto me. She's calling unto me because as the father and the head of the household and a husband, I have a unique position. I have, an, I have one thing that I do that those ladies will not do, and that's to kill cockroaches and get rid of mice. That is what, I'm, I'm telling you, she is an anointed woman of God. My wife will cast out devils, but when it comes to cockroaches, she runs the opposite direction. And when it comes to mice, I know that's my job. And you know, we, we, had, we, had a, we, we didn't have a mouse problem. We had a rat problem recently in the house. And I would hear it. I mean, it was like, it was, it, it, it was like an adult walking on the roof. I mean, I mean it, it, 
It sounded loud. It, and so I knew we had it. And uh, I saw a hole underneath the sink, and I knew that he was going there. And I put a mouse, I put a, a glue trap there to get him, you know, because that's my job. That's my job. How, how many of you, man, that's your job too? Is that your job, man? Yeah, you know. But see, understand, I am a feminist. I believe women should take that job, but they just don't want to take it. They keep forcing me to take that job. I don't want that job. I'm, I gladly give it to my daughters or to my wife, but that's my job. So, okay, so I put a glue trap recently there, and uh, we heard something in the middle of the night. I went to check, and I saw the glue trap move to the other side of the sink, underneath the sink, and I saw just like rappers from the trash, like he, he, he just, the rat was so big, he just kicked it to the other side, got into the trash, and just had his, he had a buffet that night. He had a buffet, and, and, and he's vegan, because I've been eating vegan, so he's a vegan rat, you know? And uh, so I, I knew that he, he, he had, you know, he, he pretty much had his way there, you know, with, with that. But that's my job, you know, as being the one that catches. And so somehow it was my fault he got away. I got no credit for, for putting the trap. I got no credit for trying to catch it. But I got all the blame. He escaped. It's your fault. And I'm telling you, when, she, when my wife tells me it's your fault, I mean, I want to fall down on the, on the ground and cry and repent. I mean, because, I mean, it means something to her, you know. I, I wanted to share that little story there because the reason why, you know, I'm honored to do those things is because I love my family and I love my wife and I thank God for his blessings. I thank God that he blessed me with a house. I thank God he blessed me with food that even mice might come in to try to take. I thank God for those problems because there's a lot of people that don't have that problem. There's some people that they don't even ha they don't have enough food that they have to go next door to. The rats go next door because they're fasting in one house, you know. Um, but we're blessed. We're blessed. And, you know, even if you have a lot of issues and struggles and even if you have not a single dollar to your name, you are blessed because Jesus has blessed you. The word of God says that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, that the blessing of Abraham will come upon the Gentiles. The blessing of Abraham is upon you. Tell your neighbor, the blessing of Abraham is upon you. And here's the blessing of Abraham. God said, he said, I'm going to bless you and make you a blessing. Amen. Tell your neighbor, you're a blessing. In other words, God is going to make sure that you have something to bless others with. The, 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 the Christian life is all about giving. It's all about giving. We receive everything when we give our life to Jesus. He gives us his entire kingdom. He gives us all of heaven. Jesus says that in, in, in the kingdom of God, there, there, there are many mansions. And Jesus says, I'm going to prepare a place for you. Amen. And so they're, they're, everything that you need is in the kingdom, in the physical and in the spirit. Here the word of God says, seek first the kingdom of God and living righteous before him. And all you need will be added to your life. It will be supplied. I've already spoken this and I speak it every time we get together. 
you will not worry not one moment about your personal needs. Because the word of God says, Jesus commands us. He says, do not worry about what you're going to wear, what you're going to eat, for your heavenly father knows. Say, my father knows. You know, there's a difference when you're walking with God and when you're separated from God. When I would go to the store as a, as a kid, you know, down the road, we used to have a supermarket called uh, Valley Mart. And I would go there with my friend, you know, it was four blocks from the house. I would take off. I must have been like five, six years old. But I was always over there, and it was me and my best friend. We are over there walking the, the, the aisles there, had no money for nothing. And so we look at everything like we want that, I want that, I want that, I want that. But when I walked into Valley Mart with my father, my mind changed. It went from, I don't have enough for that, I can't get that, I want that, to he could get this for me. Dad, can I get that? Dad, can I get that? Dad, can I get that? See, even though I didn't know how much money was in my father's pocket, I knew that he had enough to get me whatever I wanted. And so the only thing I needed for him was one yes. One yes. Now, you, you parents, you might understand this more now that you have children than when you were a kid. But when you were a kid, you were just as bad. You would go to the store with your mom or your dad, and you would say, Dad, can I? Dad, can I? Dad, can I? Dad, can I? Mom, can I? Mom, can I? And you would, you would, you would, you would go to them. I would go to my dad. Dad, can I get this? Can I get this? Can I get this? And he would say no. And I would think, okay, that doesn't mean no. That means ask him later. And I wait a few minutes. Dad, can I? Dad, can I? Dad, can I? No. Okay, let's ask him later. Dad, can I? Dad, can I? Dad, can I? And then I knew there was going to be a peer pressure when we got to the front. Because he was going to be surrounded by other adults. And me as a child, if I were to give my plea before him as a good lawyer, I'm sure he would give it to me. There were even times I would get something. I'd say, Dad, can I? And he would say no. And when he wasn't looking, I'd throw it in the basket. I'm sure this has never happened to any of you parents. And then when I got to the front, I gave an Academy Award performance. It always started like this, Dad, Dad, I really want this. I promise I will never ask you for a single thing the rest of my life if you bless me with this package of army men. I'll never ask you for a single thing. But you know, the, the, the awesome thing about it is no matter how many times I asked and no, many t no matter how many times he told me no, all I needed was that one yes. Because once I got that one yes, I knew it was mine. And the scripture says, ask and it shall be given. Seek and it, sh you know, it shall be found. Knock and it will be opened. Amen. When we go to God with the things that we desire, see, God wants to give you the things that he desires. And his promises, according to his word, is yes. God always gives you a yes. The problem is, is you're going to the Father and say, Father, can I have this? And he says, yes. And then you say, well, okay, maybe I'll come back later and ask you again. You have to have faith that when God says yes, it's a yes. Even before you ask, the Bible says that God knows what you need. 
And his answer always is yes and amen. The Bible says if he did not spare his own son, how much more will he freely give you all things? He gave Jesus for you. So he'll give you the things that you need. He'll give you the things that will bless your life. He wants to be the source and supply. As long as you look to the Lord, you will live better than you can even imagine. But if you look to man and you borrow and you buy everything on credit, you made that your God and God cannot help you because he doesn't, the one thing that God doesn't want to do is share you with anyone. So he'll let you be on your own. You'll be destroyed to a place where, where, where you're humbled. So finally you come before God and say, Father, forgive me. And then he's there to fix you, amen, to redeem you and help you, amen. The thing about it is God is looking at your heart. Tell your neighbor, God's looking at your heart. The word of God says, wherever your treasure is, that's where your heart is. Now, today is, today is a sad day. Very sad day. Two reasons. Number one, the cowboys aren't playing. Why are you clapping? Why are you clapping? I want the video of that. I need, I need to work on this church here. <laughs> and number two, football season's over. I know. Oh, and all the ladies start clapping. Okay. Yeah, right. Yeah, I know you ladies are just waiting for, for Christmas Hallmark Channel to start up again. I know. That's their football, amen. <laughs> but in the Super Bowl, the Eagles are playing. <laughs> I guess the Patriots. Wow. <laughs> I, I guess we know who, who, who we're rooting for. Do you know that the quarterback, Nick Foles, for the, the Eagles, they asked him, what are you going to do after football? He says, I'm going to be a pastor. Do you know that a lot of the, the players on the team, they pray, they worship God, and they witness about Jesus Christ every opportunity they get. They don't talk about themselves. They talk about the Lord Jesus Christ. I love it because it shows you who they serve. That their heart is not here in this world. They're not trying to accumulate things in this world. They're trying to give as much as they can give. And the greatest gift they could give is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Every one of them. They, there was another quarterback, the quarterback for the, the Raiders, Carr. He signed one of the, the, the richest contracts ever in the history of the NFL. And they asked him, what are you going to do with the money? What's the first thing you're going to do? He says, I'm going to give my tithe. He says, I'm going to give my tithe. He said, I don't live for myself. I live for the Lord. I've been bought with the price, the blood of Jesus Christ. Everything I am and everything I do is to serve the Lord. I might be playing a game of football, but this is just a pulpit for me to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. You're going to see it today in the Eagle game. Uh, you're going to see people standing up, being a witness of who they are in Christ Jesus. And they're not doing it for any glory for themselves, you're going to see them say, all glory belongs to the Lord. You're going to hear them testify that God gave them the strength. You're going to hear them testify that without God they could do nothing. You're going to hear all that because their heart is not in this world. Their heart is in heaven. The Bible says where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. 
And every one of them, their treasure is not their finances. Their treasure is their personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Whatever you love, you will invest in. Whatever you love, you will invest in. I see some people are wearing jerseys because they're ready for the game. They went out purposely, looked for that jersey. They didn't get the, the number so-and-so. They had to get that number because that was their favorite player. And they're wearing that jersey, and they're proud. Of, they, and, and it's good. You know, if the Cowboys were playing, I'd be wearing my jersey too. Next year, Eagles, we're coming for you. I'm telling you, we're coming for you. I'm going to be praying and fasting this year. I'm telling you. We're going to ask for spiritual help. Amen. But, and it's like this with everything. Whatever you love is what you invest in. If your heart is attached to it, you're going to invest in it. If your heart is attached to your family, you're going to invest in your family. If your heart is attached to your school or to your football team or to the things of God, whatever you love, that's where your money's going to be. Don't tell me you love Jesus, but you cannot tithe. You don't love Jesus. You love yourself. You like the idea of Jesus. Here's the thing. There are a lot of Christians that say, Christians that are playing the game, but they're not witnessing. And so you, you, you look at their life, and, and people don't even know that they're saved. People don't even know that they're Christian. I want to tell you, if you have to hide your Christianity, you are not saved. Because when you are saved, you have been redeemed. You've been, you've been chosen. You've been called out of darkness into light. You are not meant to hide your Christianity. You are meant to show the glory of the King of kings and the Lord of lords and what he's done in your life. You are called out. He calls you out not to hide in darkness. He calls you to stand in the light so that the world can see all the things that God does in you. Amen. Jesus said it this way. He's made it real easy. He said it this way. He says, if you deny me before men, I will deny you before my Father in heaven. If someone were to ask you, are you Christian? Do you believe in Jesus Christ? You should rise up and say, oh yeah, he's my Lord. He's my Savior. My name is written in heaven. I gave my life to Jesus. The Holy Spirit lives inside of me. That should be a response. Matter of fact, they shouldn't even have to ask. They would know. They would. I'm telling you, I could walk down the street and I could tell you that guy's saved, that person's saved, that person's saved. And I know when they're not saved because my evangelical radar rises up. When someone's not saved, immediately the Holy Spirit's saying, go get that person saved. Go get that person saved. Amen. To bring them into the kingdom of God. Amen. Hallelujah. I remember I was in the, the airport in Minnesota. And I, I was, I was uh, waiting for an airplane uh, for my flight. And I was actually with Evangelist Kelly. We had been ministering in Iowa. And so we were flying out of Minnesota. And I was, we were waiting for the flight. And we're sitting down there. And we hear this music. And immediately we looked at each other and said, that's anointed. That's anointed. That's anointed. It was just music. But we knew it was anointed. No one was singing. It was a, a guy pl playing the cello. Immediately we knew it was anointed. We looked for him. We searched for him. And, 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 and we asked him, hey, this is for the Lord, isn't it? And he's in the middle of the airport just playing away. Yeah, I'm just worshiping my king and my savior. Hallelujah. Immediately I said, I'm buying the CD. This is anointed. I need this. I need to hear this more. Amen. Hallelujah. When you are saved and you live for God, you don't have to. You, you just walk in this glory that the world will know. 
There's joy, there's peace, there's life. They see Jesus inside of you. You're not depressed, you're not beaten up, you're not lost, you are saved. And it's out of that relationship we give. Out of that relationship we can bless others, out of that relationship we give to our Lord and our Savior. And as we give to our Lord and our Savior, he blesses us. He takes care of us. The Bible says that, that give and it shall be given unto you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over with the same measure that you give is the same way you'll receive. So if you're giving to honor God, God's going to make sure that you always receive to be honored. Amen? If you only give on certain needs when, when, when your heart is being tugged by, by certain things, if you give to worship the King of kings and the Lord, Lord, God will make sure that people will just give to you. Your business will increase. The favor of God will be upon you. There will be a spiritual blessing upon you wherever you go. But if you have to be tugged with your heart and it always has to be given, you, you give only under certain compulsion, then God cannot bless you the way he wants to bless you. I remember talking to uh, Brother Tim. Tim said, you know, I was so angry that many years ago my wife gave $100 to some preacher on the radio. And I was so angry about that. But when he started coming over here and the Holy Ghost got on top of him and, and just began to put the fire of God on him, he said, everything I have belongs to you. Now he gives and he gives and he gives and he gives. And God has blessed them and blessed them and blessed them and blessed them. And this is the testimony of many people here in this church. And I want to tell you that you're going to be, that's going to be your testimony too. If you honor God, God will make sure that you always have more than enough to honor him. You have to see yourself that you are not walking this world by yourself, but you're walking with your heavenly father. God is trying to get things to you, but he's waiting for you to ask him in faith and walk in faith. Stop being like the kid that's always begging daddy, maybe, please, please, please. Go before the father and say, Father, your word says that whatever I ask you in the name of Jesus, you will give it to me. Father, this is the thing I desire. I ask you for this in Jesus' name. I receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Tell your neighbor by faith, you receive. And so when you give, you give by faith. When you ask, you ask by faith. And the way you're going to receive is by faith. You receive it before you see it. Next thing you know, you're going to have it. But God will take care of you. You don't have to ask about how my bills are going to be paid. Your question is to be, Lord, use me today. Where do you want me to give? When you get to a place where you begin to say, as God leads, I'm going to give. And you start giving whatever you have and start honoring God. You will give things today. And before the end of the day, God will give you more. There's a source of resource that comes your way. There's a source of blessing that only heaven has. You say, well, pastor, how does that happen? It's just God honoring his word. I can't tell you exactly how it happens. Sometimes it comes by angels. Sometimes it comes by, by just the wealth of the wicked being turned over to the righteous. Sometimes it comes by favor. Sometimes it comes by a certain deal that God makes a way where no other one, no other can make a way. But when you're living that way, you're not worried. You're not stressed. You're not worried how your house is going to be taken care of. Listen, you're going to get the house, brother. You're going to step into it, and it's going to chase after both of you guys. You're going to get that house in Jesus' name. And when you get that house, it's going to be bigger and greater than you can ever imagine. You don't have to stress. You don't even have to ask God anymore. Just begin to walk in expectation and say, today's the day I shall step in it. I'm getting keys in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. It's going to happen. 
And then you'll say, well, how's it going to happen? Stop asking the how. I never went to my dad and say, hey, dad, do you have enough for this? I just said, dad, I want this. And you know what? My heavenly father says all the time, yes. The Bible says it's yes and amen to all the promises of God. Amen. Tell your neighbor, God will take care of you. It's supernatural living, supernatural. Can I share an old testimony? It's, it's an old testimony, but I love it. And it's my story, and I can share it all I want. Actually, it's not my story. It's someone else's story, but I stole it. There was a man that was in the church when my father was alive. And this man had nothing to his name. He lived behind a house in a little an apartment. He had no job. He had no work. And he was living in West Lico, and he had gotten a ride to come to the church. And he figured, I'm going to come to the church, and I'm going to ask the church for help. So he came, and he went to talk to my brother, Pastor Clark. And understand this, as ministers of the gospel, all I do is I keep myself sensitive. We bless, we help, we give out food, we give out all sorts of resources. If someone puts something in our hand, immediately it's going out. We do not accumulate things, we bless. That's what our, our job is to give and bless, amen. And so understand that our heart is to give. But, but, but the first thing we do is we listen to God, we follow the Lord, amen. And so this man came and he told my brother his financial situation. And God told my brother, he said, don't give him anything. And so my brother asked, asked the man, he says, well, what do you have? And the man says, I only have $4. And my brother heard from God, and he said, God says, give that $4 to him and watch what he does. The man got so angry. I just told you I had nothing, and all I have $4, and now you want my $4? And he began to curse out my brother. Now understand, my brother was getting in trouble because he was obeying the Lord. It had been very easy for my brother just to pull out some money and give him a little bit of money that he had. But you have to understand, you help somebody with the finances, and if it's not God, then you're missing it because God's trying to change that man's life through his giving. And so my brother didn't say any word. The guy cussed him out. He walked in the front of the church, ready to go back to Westlico, turned around, came back in, angry at my brother. He looked at my brother and said, you asked me for this $4, you blankety-blank, and he took the $4 and threw it at my brother. He says, take it, you need it more than me, and he walks out angry. My brother just heard him. My brother just listened. My brother just walked in love. The man goes all the way back to Westlico. He had nothing he gets to the house, and he's just talking to God. And he said, God, I have nothing. And he, and he was hungry, and he only had two pieces of bread, like the ends of the loaf, and some mayonnaise. So he made an old-fashioned mayonnaise sandwich. And he's getting re ready to eat the sandwich. And he said, God, even if you ask me for this sandwich, I will give it to you. When he said that, a knock was on the door. A friend went to visit him. He said, hey, bro, do you have anything to eat? I'm hungry. The man looked at him and said, here's the sandwich. He gave him the sandwich. A few hours go by. Someone else showed up and said, hey, listen, uh, do you have time to work? I, I need to hire you for something. And they gave him a job. 
And then he just started being blessed over and over. He came back to church. He repented before my brother. And then in the church, he met a woman and he got married. They moved into their house and they found oil in the backyard of their home. And he became very wealthy. People of God, God's trying to bless you more than you want to be blessed. But it's not going to happen your way. It's going to happen his way. How does it happen? Give and it shall be given. Good measure. Press down, shaking together and running over. I want to challenge you today. Honor God with your tithes. Honor God with your offerings. Bless the Lord today. Listen, there's nothing we could do to really bless God because he's already given us everything. But what God desires more than anything, he wants honor. He wants the glory worthy of his name. So a tithe says, God, you're the one that did it for me. You're the one that blessed me, and I honor you with my giving today. Amen. And I believe that your testimony is going to change. I believe you're going to see the glory of God. I believe that you're going to see the blessings of the Lord, and you're going to be able to tell everybody, only God can do this in my life. He said yes when everybody else said no. Amen. You all receive that word today? Can we give God praise? Amen.